bow our heads for prayer. Gracious and loving Father in heaven, we thank you this evening for the gift of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. We gather together to celebrate his birth and to be mindful of the message the angels sang and of the experience of the shepherds in the field and at the manger. Lord, remind us that we need this message every day in our lives and the world needs it as well. Lord, help us to share the message with those around us that they too might know a Savior has been born for them. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Scriptures remind us that when Jesus comes again, he will come without warning like a thief in the night, an unexpected time. But you might also look at the birth of Jesus almost 2,000 years ago. And though the prophecies of Scripture in the Old Testament foretold that time in many ways, in many ways this birth was still unexpected. And there were a lot of unexpected things that happened. Mary, 14 years of age, being visited by the angel Gabriel and being told that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Unexpected. Joseph, who having been told by Mary that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, resolved to put her aside quietly until the Gabriel came to visit him too. And all of a sudden he finds himself in an unexpected role, not just as a father, but as a father to the Savior of the world. Unexpected that they had to travel to Bethlehem to enroll in the census. And then you have the shepherds out watching their flocks at night. I'm sure they didn't expect a heavenly chorus to interrupt their fireside chat. Unexpected. This birth of the Savior of the world. And yet, as unexpected as it was, it brought great joy into this world. An unexpected joy. A joy that comes not from the happiness of the world, but rather from the promises of God, from an understanding that God is working in the midst of his people to bring to them an answer solution to the challenges that they face every day. See, no matter how hard we try, we always fall short of God's expectations. St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and no one is righteous, not even one. Sin, quite frankly, devastates our lives, even sometimes without us realizing it 
I use the word devastation on purpose because sometimes we like to kind of soft sell our sin. It's not really that bad. It was just a little thing. It doesn't really matter. I'm sure God really notice. And then I love the one we used as kids. Well, that excuse. Sorry, Mom, but Jerry did it first. And of course, all parents who go to the same parenting school say something like, and if Jerry jumped off a cliff into the lake, would you jump off too? I made the mistake one time on a nice hot summer day going, yes, it's hot outside. Never do that to an angry mom. The reality is, is that sin puts us into a, a place where we cannot extricate ourselves. It, it destroys relationships in our world. Our selfish hearts and self-centeredness etch away at, at who we are as human beings. And we like to turn life into things that are all about us. And we, we start tuning out even God's voice. I bring you good news of great joy, an unexpected joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Unto you. Doesn't matter if you're short or tall rich or poor, male or female. Doesn't matter if you're white or black or Hispanic, Asian. Doesn't matter even if you don't believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave him. into a world that didn't want him, to a world that rejected him. And when you think about it, not much has changed in the last couple thousand years. The world rejects the very one who comes to bring the joy of the knowledge of salvation to us, that salvation is found in no other name than under the name of Jesus. For he's the one who is born, but he goes on to a cross to suffer and die for the forgiveness of our sins. This little baby who's born in a manger in this beautiful, wonderful Christmas scene, which is so endearing to us. Goes on to grow up, to walk among us, to teach us, to do the miracles to have his head and his hands and his side and his feet bloodied on a cross. And yet, the birth of this child brings to us a hope, an unexpected hope, because you see, hope in the promises of God is not an uncertain thing, but a certain thing. We find our hope in him. 
because the things of the world fail us and disappoint us and let us down. When we begin to place our hope in the world, it doesn't always go our way. We find out that our health isn't what we thought it might be. That that job that we thought was so promising is coming to an end. That our plans are falling apart because our hope is in the wrong thing. When we place our hope in Christ, we have a solid place to put our hope. Because you see, we hope in the Son of God who from eternity has worked to bring us into a relationship with him. A hope that never ends or, or fades or spoils. The angel sang to the shepherd. They went to see the sight, bowing down at the manger in front of the baby Jesus, and they were so enamored with the message the angels had given to them that they went out and began to tell others about the Savior of the world, about this one who is born as the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's the one that brings to us a peace that passes all of our human understanding, a peace that the world doesn't understand. We gather this evening to celebrate his birth into our world and, and into our lives, and yet that I was so tempted, and I still might do it. You see, during the season of Advent, our nativity scene over here under the Christmas tree, the baby Jesus was missing. And everybody was wondering, where's the baby Jesus? And even today, earlier today, when one of our elders came in to start setting things up, he still couldn't find the baby Jesus. And I threatened a couple of weeks ago, if he didn't show up by Christmas Eve, and by the way, he's there now, but I threatened if he didn't show up by Christmas Eve that I was going to put out an Amber Alert <laughs> for a baby, newborn, about this long, maybe a little bit of hair, name of Jesus, missing from the hearts of people. That's the truth. He's missing from so many hearts of people in our lives today. And God calls us to share Christ in the midst of a people in a culture that much like long ago don't want to hear the message. It's easier to live in ignorance or in avoidance and to somehow pretend that, that it's not real. But the reality is this. God loves you. And he loves me. And he wants you to know his love every day. That unexpected love that comes to us in the gift of a Christ child whose birth we celebrate. But if that's all there was, we would be missing out on the fullness of his love. 
Because it's the love of God the Father for us that sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to a cross to suffer and die for our sins. And that's important for your sins and for my sins. We're not a perfect people. We all need Jesus. We all need the Savior of the world in our lives, not just one day a year, but every day. If you're lacking that peace and that hope and that joy and even that love in your life, then maybe, maybe that amber alert is for you. The reality is, is Christ has come. He lived in this world and he suffered and he died and he rose again and he did it because he wants you to be in eternity with him someday. He was born in a manger for the sole purpose of going to a cross to die. Unexpected? Yeah. That we have a God who loves us so incredibly much that he gives up his own son pay our sins. That's the true gift of Christmas. That's the gift that the world needs to hear. And we all have those opportunities to share the faith. And sometimes you can even find a captive audience. And I guarantee you some of you are going to have one in a couple of days after Christmas when you decide that you want to return the gift that you got and you're standing in line at the store and you're returning it because either you don't like it or the color doesn't work for you or the size is not the right size or you already got four of them. And the line is long and it's frustratingly slow. Put a smile on your face. Find the joy of Christ in your heart and begin to share your faith right then and there. Did you have a good Christmas? You know what it's really about? It's about the birth of a Savior who loves you and me. It's about the gift of God to a people who so desperately need to be loved. Share. Tell. Go tell it on the mountain, in your families, even in those places where it's politically incorrect, like schools and workplaces. And I dare you, for the next, technically it starts tomorrow, 12 days of Christmas, to keep saying Merry Christmas. And if people look at you funny, that's an open door to tell them about Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that the door won't be slammed, that people won't look at you funny or think that you're weird. That's okay. They've been doing it to Christians for 2,000 years comes with the territory, friends. Wear the faith, live the faith. Because you see, it's all about the love of Jesus who comes into this world for you and for me.
And that's why we can say, Merry Christmas. That's why we can shout it from the mountaintops. Christ is Lord. Alleluia. And so tonight, as you go home, as you begin to celebrate the gift of Jesus, whether it's tonight or tomorrow morning, take the time to remember what the real reason for our celebration is all about. To know that you're loved by a Savior who came for you and who calls you by name. Oh, and on a closing note, by the way, don't forget to sing happy birthday to Jesus in his name. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.